Hello, and welcome to the Deep Bible Studies podcast, where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. I am your host, Claudia Rivera Guevara, and today we will be talking about our response to the gospel. I kind of left you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger last time because a lot of you probably were asking yourselves, so what? What do you want me to do with this information? It's it's so much. And so after our last episode, you might just be asking yourself now what, or maybe even so what, if you're a little bit more sassy. But Jesus said in Mark 1.15, the time promised by God has finally come. He announced, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe in the good news. So what does he first say? Repentance. What does this mean? How is this actually practical right here, right now, and tangible? Genuine repentance means to change the control center of your being. This cannot be superficial. This happens by acknowledging that all of my reality is wrong and subverting the truth of Christ. And so you see, repentance is a deep brokenness over sin when hearing the gospel, understanding that an innocent man went to die on a cross, the Son of God incarnated and died on a cross so that I I might not bear that condemnation he bore. And he raised so that I might be raised with him. This is a mind and heart change. From this, everything changes. Your actions are the fruit that comes from your repentance and bear witness to the salvation that comes from Christ alone. The sin you once loved, you now hate, and the Savior you once hated and the truth you once hated is now your life. Although it is not accepted, the gospel is not accepted by the world. It is real. It is truth. You will be confronted by God himself in the day of judgment. And other than Christ, there is no possibility of salvation. And so I would like to give you guys an example. Um, I actually exhort you guys to look at this example in the book of Acts, Paul the Apostle. Look at who he was and when once he encountered Christ, who he became. So hopefully this will be a little challenge you take up. And Peter says in 2 Peter 3.9 that the Lord is patient with us and he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but everyone to repent. His word says that he is slow to anger, that with open arms he receives his own to forgive them and transform them, transform them according to the image of Christ. God's love leads us to repentance and we see that in Romans 2 for his kindness his forbearance leads us to repentance the second thing Jesus said in Mark 1:15 was believe in the gospel basically the whole entire podcast episode that we talked about last time this means to recognize that there is absolutely nothing in you or outside of you that can save you not how pretty you make yourself if you're a girl and not how busy you make yourself if you're a guy. Nothing in my hands I bring but only to the cross of Christ I cling. That is a hymn called Rock of Ages which is so beautiful and exactly what this means. Looking to Christ and in your repentance understanding that what he did is sufficient. God in his mercy gave us justice that comes from him by grace through faith in Christ only. 
We receive it and enjoy it for eternity. We forget about the law then, you might be asking yourself? Well, no. John MacArthur said, salvation by grace through faith does not disintegrate the law. So then do we forget about the law? No. John MacArthur said, salvation by grace through faith does not denigrate the law, but underlines its true importance. Now we can follow the law because we have been imputed Christ's righteousness and he imputed our sin to himself. Imputed means put in. We have been declared righteous. Because we are having a relationship with God, we understand that the law is love. We have died to our sin and now we are resurrected in Christ. The dying is the hardest part and that cross A.W. Tozer says, it is painful and repentance is painful. But the cross doesn't leave the victim hanging forever. At some point the victim dies and then comes the resurrection. The fruit of our approach to God is love and the law written of our hearts. The law in our works and deeds, as Ephesians 2 says, is the fruit is what should be coming out. James 2, 17 through 23 says, in the same way, faith by itself, it is not accomplished by action, it is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our own father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his action were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness was called God's friend. I want to emphasize we are not called to perfection. We are not called to be perfect. We cannot, if not Christ, would have gone on that cross. We will fall into sin, but we will never live in a continuous state of carnality and immaturity. And if you are, I beg you to please pray. Pray to God, repent of your sin truly. Repentance is a 180 shift. It's a 180 turn. You will not want to do it again. And you might fall into it, but you cannot live in it. Our sin should lead us to the feet of Jesus with genuine repentance. We will grow in the grace of God. And our repentance and faith will grow along with growing in the grace of God. Because of this, we will be pruned, which hurts. But we will cling to the good news and we will be transformed little by little into the image and likeness of Christ until the day that he comes. We will enjoy that God is our Father for eternity and that we live here. But we are citizens of heaven with the purpose of loving God with all our being and loving our neighbor as ourselves and preaching the word of God, the gospel. Philippians 1.6 says, and I am sure that God, who began a good work in you, will continue it until it's completely finished the day that Christ comes. Life will not be the same, nor perfect, nor easy. We will suffer, we will cry, and the world will hate us. It is promised. But our life is based on who has already conquered the world and will come back. 
we will face him. For some of you, that will be terrifying. But for others, that is a great joy. Because as Romans 8, 18 through 19 says, However, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. For all of creation is eagerly waiting for the future day when God reveals who his children truly are. The suffering we will have will lead us to be more firm in God because only his grace sustains us. Gabriel Odom once said, Gabriel Odom once said, if I really believe that the gospel is real, that has to change everything in my life. And so the assurance and evidence of salvation is perseverance. This is only seen as we continue to walk and grow in him. It is not just a prayer that you pray and suddenly that's it. No, the root, the assurance of that you are truly in Christ is that you will grow and continue in him, being conformed into his image for the rest of your life. It is not a matter of doing and doing, but rather worshiping, loving and preaching this very gospel. We have a calling, a purpose, an identity much bigger than life in this world. John 17.3 says that the way to have eternal life is to know yourself, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent to earth. The gospel is not a fairy tale. It is not only a story of God's love for us that brings us to his feet in gratitude and adoration, and to lift us up and use us for his glory until the day he comes, but it is life itself. My prayer is that you might ponder upon this, truly think about life, the purpose, the point, and if this is truly it, because if this is it, what's the meaning? What's the point? So please ponder upon this. Please pray and seek God in his very word. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com, where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram, at Deep Bible Studies, and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.